You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. Well, it's Friday, another day the Lord has made, and I'm rejoicing because of the privilege to spend a few moments with you. And I hope you can join me on an Eastside campus this weekend for part two of the series Upstream, dealing with some of the most countercultural teaching Jesus ever gave in the Beatitudes. It's so good. We've been talking about temptation this week from James chapter 1, and, and James concludes this section with some very encouraging and life-giving words for each of us. He says in verse 18, God chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be kind of a first fruits of all that he created, a first fruits. When a person accepts Jesus Christ, referred to here as the word of truth, when a person receives the redeeming work of Jesus, they experience a, a spiritual rebirth. You are like born again. You're made into something completely new. In verse 15, he talked about desire that has conceived give birth, birth gives birth to death. But here he's talking about a rebirth, a new life. He's saying, no matter who you are, God can make you into something new. And then he uses this unusual phrase that, that we might be kind of a first fruits of all he created. He's saying, if you've experienced amazing grace as a follower of Jesus, if you've been born again in God's eyes, you're his first fruit. You are his first and the best. You are the very highest and the finest of all God's creatures in the whole universe. So friends, I ask you, do you believe that? Do you believe what God says about you and your identity? Do you believe that through the spiritual rebirth of Jesus, God sees you as his first and best? Do you really think what Jesus did on a cross can cover all your sin? Satan loves to deceive you and lie and convince you that Jesus' death on the cross can't cover your sin. So James is saying, come on, believers, don't be deceived. You've been born again. You're a first fruit. The question is, do you believe what God says about your identity? Even as I'm talking right now and as the Holy Spirit has been working in your heart, I know the great accuser is busy at work in your life. You know, one of the things I've learned in my 40 years of ministry is that every person has a secret from their past that can keep you paralyzed, that makes your level of guilt and shame almost intolerable. What is the sin from your past the accuser uses to keep you paralyzed in the present that makes your level of guilt and shame almost intolerable? For some, maybe it's the abortion you had years ago, and you hear the accuser in the recesses of your mind saying, you're going to burn in hell for that one. God can't forgive you. For some, it's the wedding vows you broke. For some, it's the child you had out of wedlock. It's the way you sold your body. It's the money that you stole that didn't belong to you. It's the secret encounter that still haunts you. It's the bewitching images that tie you to a screen. You know what it is in your life. But James says, don't be deceived. You're someone who's been born again. You're a first fruit. And can I tell you as a fellow struggler that when the accuser whispers in my ear, Gene, how in the world do you think you can stand up and tell anyone else how to grow spiritually? When you said that or did that or thought that, that's when I go to this verse and say, but in God's eyes, through what Jesus did for me, I'm a first fruit. I'm God's best. I'm a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. That has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with God. When I was working on a farm all through high school and college, at harvest time, we would haul the corn and beans out of the fields in great big trucks. 
And when I would pull that truck out of the field, completely loaded with grain, it would feel so slow and heavy. And every little bump in the road would just kind of lumber back and forth. And you'd have to keep it in the low gears and really grind them all the way to the grain elevator. But then I'd pull up at the grain elevator, raise the hydraulics on the truck bed, and the weight would just empty out. And then I'd take off in the truck, and all of a sudden, that truck would feel like an Indy race car. It would accelerate so quickly and feel so light, and the weight was removed. Do you need that kind of weight removed today? That's what God wants to do in your life through Jesus. And, and maybe you think there's no way for you to get out of the moral ditch that you find yourself in right now, but there's a way out. And I just want to encourage you, remember your rebirth. You are the first fruit of God. Don't listen to the accuser. Don't ignore what God says about you as someone who has experienced a new birth and a first fruit. You can let go of the past and be free. God, that's my prayer for everyone within the sound of my voice today. That they would confess their sins to you. Acknowledge that you have made them through Jesus into a new creation and they are a first fruit and we can be free. And we don't have to listen to the voice of the accuser, but we can listen to your voice who says we're loved, we're forgiven, we're born again. Thank you, Jesus. And God, I pray that you'll work powerfully in our services this weekend at Eastside. I pray that you'll reach down into souls and hearts and do a work that only you can do. And I ask it all in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Amen. Great to hang with you this week. See you on Monday.